This is the Blackout Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today I'm happy to have Kiki. Now, help me with your last name. Saint-Isaire. Saint-Isaire. I got it. Yeah. Saints is there. Thanks for coming on the Blackout Podcast. Thank you for inviting me. So first off, I saw you at the Start Festival and I saw your work. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and then and then we talked and I listened to your process and I got blown away. Okay. So okay. so let's rewind. When was the first time you actually started drawing anything? Funny you ask. My dad's my dad used to be a math teacher, but his profession was an architect. Hmm. So he used to do. He used to have all these blue prints, and I used to love scratching them because it's essentially <laughs> you scratch them to make the the part look white. Oh. And I used to hate that, right? So he just gave me one. It was like have fun with it. Unbeknownst to him, he just unlocked my creativity. You know what I mean? And he hates. He hate, like till this day. Like only recently, my dad one day was talking to me. He was all like, "Yo, I'm proud of you. You know what you're doing. I see your work." He's, in, he's on my Facebook, right? He's always like, <laughs> he's always the first one to be like thumbs up or thumbs down i'm like damn dad that hurts you know <laughs> that hurts you know but um but it started off with him giving me a blueprint to have just have fun with it and then it just unlocked my mind so i was probably like three four five years old you know what i mean that was around the time where we were learning how to write hmm. it, it might be the same for you we used to have this book where it has like those dotted lines and you have to draw the letters from them so that's how you were to correct your handwriting so mm. around the same time i learned how to write was around the same time i would just like sketched all the time with doodles and um of course they look ugly you know what i mean <laughs> they're just like crazy things i thought were cool yeah but my parents are like we're not putting that on the fridge <laughs> there's just way too much of them but um but yeah ever since i ever since i was young i loved it but then at some point at some point i knew i was going to go to art school which i did in my um teens but um, I, I didn't finish because I, I realized art school was not for me. Mm, why? Because they weren't teaching me anything I didn't know already. Oh. All I got out of art school was structure. You know what I mean? Because my school was uh, one of those schools that taught artists to be renaissance painters. Or, oh, like you know, Da Vinci boring, and them. Yeah, it was boring shit. So, <laughs> so like when I was in school, we, were, we, we spent, I remember the first year, we spent a whole year just drawing still life. If you must know what still life is, it's just the most boring shit ever. <laughs> All right, here's an apple, here's a banana, here's a bunch of grapes and uh, draw that for the next six hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I, and our class was divided up into different, um, different mediums, right? So, well, different subjects. So Thursdays were anatomy. So that was boring. Our teacher was some old veteran from, like, he was a medical engineer or something like that. So he's, he knows the human body. So we'd be in class like, yo, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about this bone, man. Who draws bones? He was like, well, you need to know what bones do. At the end of the day, it helped me understand bone structure on people's faces. It matters. Like, there's some cultures that have certain bones, thicker skin, thicker beard. Like, you and I, if I was to draw you, that's a lot of pen. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's a lot of pen. Whereas some people, it's just like one pen, you know, oh, or one man. pencil. But, like... But once I left all that behind, I didn't draw for a bit because, you know, I gave it all up for like right. five years. I don't know. Some, something about art. It's a lot like life in general. It's just, especially my type of art. I draw based on how I feel, right? Mm. If I'm not feeling it, I can't do it. You know what I mean? Mm. And now I figured out in an equilibrium now, now that I'm in Halifax, where I get a lot of these people like you that invite me to these things. And, and, and I go, sure, you're my friend. You invited me. Thank you for inviting me anyway. I, I wouldn't have known to come to the podcast, right, if you didn't <laughs> I walk by here. I'm all like, "What do they do here?" <laughs> and I walk in. And I was like, "Oh, so okay. This is a soundproof, crazy 
<laughs> yeah, it's legit. Like this is legit stuff, right? Yeah. And then and things like this, I get invited to a lot of um, the Mi'kmaq uh, events, rallies. I've been invited to a Treaty Truck House once, and I was there. What is that? It's essentially Native American, oh, the indigenous people of this land's land. Like this is, they're built by hand homes. Oh. You know what I mean? So like everything they have is built by their hands. Like they get a whole community of people to come, mm. and then they build it from scratch. Wow. And they have everything in there is just like blows my mind being there. I'm like, y'all live here. Mm. And there's like a river that's frozen. They, 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 when they wake up, they sing to the, to the river to say thank you to it, to the sky. I'm all like, that is legit. Like I grew up in a country where we were surrounded by water. The ocean was always right there. So we appreciated the ocean, but then only now, now the ocean is like, oh, you have to pay to get to it. Or you have to have a car, you know, all these like, oh, we were too lazy to go to the beach or the beach we have is a port. You know what I mean? But, um, but they live in the raw river. It's frozen now, but when it's, when it thaws out, you can see the fish, you can see all these things and that's how they eat. Mm. And it blew my mind. So all these experiences allows me to go out and, and experience those things and then go home and draw them. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like, for example, like recently there was a, I don't you, you might know Deidre, right? She's, a, she's, she's hardcore. She's a poet. And uh, whenever she's on stage, man, she captivates your soul because she's like, she's indigenous, but also she 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 speaks about being a woman a lot. Mm. And but at the same time, in a mindset that because a lot of them are going missing, you know what I mean. A lot of them are going missing. She's so she has this like resilience to her. Mm. So when she's on stage, I'm just like, man, I feel you. So mm. I go home and I draw the, the 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 things he talks about. Or Darlene, she's one of the one of the grandmothers of, of of the indigenous people here and um she talks about how many times she's been arrested and and the police just busting her place down dragging her out what? so i went home and i drew that so that piece you saw of me with the with the hand choking mm. that literally came half after having that weird interaction with her mm. and i was like yeah i like i like how i process emotions now because back then you know, you still have to rely on Endicas, you know what I mean? You still have to rely on Sativas and Endicas. And that shit get expensive after a while. So it's, it's, free to, it's free to hang out with people and then get what they're talking about yeah, other yeah. than having to buy $300 worth of weed, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's legal now, but man, that, that shit costs money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I like I like it. So like, like I was saying earlier, um, today I need some, like, it's funny. You, this is about mental illness, I believe, and and I will be taking March off in terms of like going out and being part of events and stuff like that. Mainly because I feel like I've been I spent every single day, like February, every black event I've been to, every single one of them. Mm. You know what I mean, mainly because the first time I came to Halifax, um, the Start Festival put me on, and then people showed up for that. That that humbled me. That was an experience that I've never had before, and then people showed up. You know what I mean? And those people that showed up they have their own thing. So when they invite me, I'm all like, I'll be there. You mm. know what I mean? I'll be the first one to buy the ticket. I'll be the first one to buy your album cover. I'll be the first one to be there for you, even if I'm the only person in the audience. You know mm. what I mean? But then after a while, all of February, I'm being pulled from all different directions. So like, I'll be leaving the house at eight and coming back at like 4 a.m. Mm. You know what I mean? Literally because the last thing I do would be at Men's and Molly's or at the Tavern or at the Seahorse or at the Marquee because there's always some random shit happening here. You know what I mean? So like, 
yesterday alone, I've been to like six different events, an album release, a uh, water protector fundraiser, uh, a house party, a birthday party of a friend that I haven't seen in a while mm. that and their friend invited me. I came to it, spent 30 minutes. I was like, I don't know anybody here. <laughs> but happy birthday. I got to go. And yeah. then I was somebody, somewhere else. So March, I'll be taking that off to take some time off for myself and, you know, calibrate and, and process my work. But at the same time, go to the gym, you know, just do stuff mm. that are for me. You know what I mean? And, and, and I don't know, take my girl out, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, hey, honey, remember those, remember how like last month we didn't do anything? <laughs> Cause I was too busy. <laughs> so, so, so you, you took five years off. Yeah. Um, and then what brought you back into that? Was it coming to Halifax? Or oh what? man. All right. So this piece right here. Yeah. In fact, this entire style in general, came this exact piece came at the last this was the last thing i did before i came to halifax at mm -hmm. the time i was in montreal going through a lot of shit uh i was i was living with my girl at the time um and you know that's that that's that drawing here in the first row mm -hmm. this which, one yeah this one right here man strong black woman you know got the whole thing going trinidad beautiful like I, I loved her she loved me but i was at the point in my life where i guess i was going through some first world existential crisis no way. <laughs> yeah and, and, and in terms of like I was born and raised in Haiti, right? Mm. Life was hard, but we didn't care, right? Like we were strong, we were resilient. Like you couldn't, you couldn't. My mama, my mom and dad, man, there was no nine to five in Haiti, but they they somehow fed us. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know what they did. They were strong. You know, my grandma, everybody, every woman I knew, every man I knew, they were about something to feed their kids. Mm. And you come to North America, you work in a nine to five on a regular basis, you feel tired. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you feel you feel you feel, you feel drawn out. You getting paid, but <laughs> yeah. man, at, at the cost of your mental health, right? Yeah, yeah, my, the yeah, first yeah, job, yeah. the first first job I had in health and 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 in Canada because I came to Canada. Because my parents, there was an earthquake in Haiti. Mm. At the time, I was living in the States with my aunt who adopted me at some point when I was a teenager. But at the, the whole time I was in the States, my parents were still in Haiti. My family was still in Haiti. And then there was an earthquake. Mm. So that, uh, that, uh, that, that wiped one. out yeah. a lot of people. And then Canada opened up their doors to like, hey, if you were affected by this hurricane thingy that happened in your country, go through this process and you can come. So mm -hmm. as my parents were coming, and then they let me know, they're like, if you want to come with us, we will put your name on the list because you're family. Mm -hmm. The whole point is if you have a family member in Canada, you can come, you can piggyback off of that, yeah. right? So I was like, well, I'm family. I'll come. And then that, that's because at the point, at the time, I was plat I plateaued in the state. You know what I mean? I was like, I was in school. I was young. Didn't know where I was going to be. I was in debt. You know what I mean? Everyone had debt. You know what I mean? I was just like, I need a new life, but how do I get a new life? I was in New York, the place to be. You know what I mean? Like, and I was tired of New York. I was tired of the lifestyle, the fake. I was fake just like everybody else. Mm. Everybody else in New York, it was all about the new iPhone, the new MacBook, the new Apple Watch, the new style, the new everything. If you're not, if you're not up to date on the conversation, if you're not talking about Game of Thrones, if you're not talking, <laughs> if, if, if you're not talking about Rick and Morty, I'm, I, you're, you're not cool. And I'm just sitting there. I'm not. I, I don't have it. And, and I was just tired of it. But at the same time, I didn't know what to do with that. Mm. And then. Right around that time, my parents were coming to 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 Canada, and they had to go through New York, and then and at the time I was like, well, let's all just leave together then. And then we, I just I just took all of my important stuff, which was my pillow, <laughs> 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 my PlayStation at the time, my PlayStation Three at the time, and um, 
what else did I and, and some of my art supplies, mm. but then like some of my art books, like the ones that I got from school that I never returned. And <laughs> <laughs> if I go back, I'll probably get arrested for that. <laughs> you lost a million dollars. You've never returned your art books. I was like, they're my art books now. Um, and then I came to this to Canada, and then I worked for Sears Canada. I just worked a bunch of random jobs because I was bilingual. So getting a lot of jobs was easy, right? Mm. But I didn't have a clear... So like French, right? With French. French and English. It's like a commodity in Montreal. So when we first came, it was in Montreal. Mm. And I have a bunch of weird jobs. My resume, to the point I like to cherry pick which one I put on my resume. Which one looks good on my resume? Yeah, yeah, There's some yeah. of them I worked for three months, some of them for six months. I was like, I can't put that on there. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? So I like sh- use a smorgasbord of a lot of random yeah, jobs. Yeah, and like, yeah. yeah, I'm productive. <laughs> but, um, but I was tired of that too because Montreal... It was all about call centers. You know what I mean? Like any job you can have is a call center. Uh, so you, you end up dealing with a lot of people yelling at you. You're a grown ass man getting yelled at by a grown ass man. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and you're sitting there going, I don't even believe in this company. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why, am I, where am I, yeah. or why am I the front lines of this piece of shit company yeah. that was stealing from people? Like when I was for Sears, if you know must know anything about Sears, Sears is shut down now mm. because when I used to work for them, they used to pretty much con people. How? What, they, they would, okay, so they would sell your fridge. And then your fridge, if you complain about it, you you get a return or whatever. But we don't fix that fridge. We sell it to somebody else. What? So one fridge can <laughs> you, one fridge can go through three different people until they just start to remove the parts and sell the parts individually. <laughs> and then I was just I was just on a phone call getting yelled at by old ladies going, I used to have Sears, and in your early sixties Sears. I have a fridge that still works and yet the new <laughs> shit don't work. And I'm sitting there going, um, okay, let me talk to my, let me get my supervisor. My supervisor's just swamped like, I can't take this call. You know what I mean? You handle it. And I'm sitting there going, all right, ma'am, well, the compensation we have for you is a $50 coupon. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this fridge is five thousand dollars. You give me, a, and I'm, and that was my regular like, day in and day out until me and my brother, and my brother at the time, we were like, I'm like, you want to work here still? Be my guys. I'm quitting, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I got myself fired. Went on employment insurance for a bit, and then, uh, and and I, and then my next job, I worked for Apple for years, man. And funny thing is, before I worked for Apple, I used to just have Apple products, right? Because mm. you know, premium Apple, yay. After working for Apple, I stopped buying Apple shit. Not right. because they're bad products, but because it's a fucking cult, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> Dude, I remember when I first worked there, we all had like discounts, right? But you still have to pay out of pocket. But I was cool with the black guy in the back who just gave me free iPhones and stuff. <laughs> so I became the plug to virtually everybody else in my family, right? <laughs> oh, yo, do you have the new iPhone 7? <laughs> oh, nah, like, I give that up, man. I give it up. I got fired because I was siphoning iPhones. <laughs> I was siphoning iPhones out of the fucking bag. <laughs> just me and homeboy, we both got fired. <laughs> the only two token black guys at the company got fired. But before we did, man, what mm-hmm. we noticed, we got, we got people coming in with credit trying to buy iPhones on credit. Mm. In my age, they're just as broke as I was. <laughs> and they're getting the new shit. You know what I mean? They're all in line trying to be the first one to break a record. I'm all like, yo, I would don't give a fuck, man. Like, I would don't care, bro. Like, they, you making these motherfuckers rich, all the while you're indebting yourself. Mm. And that, that triggered me, man. Because I was like, okay, I got lucky. I can get this shit in the back. But these people are coming in. I know these people. They mm. go to my school. I seen them across the way. 
I know they broke, but they are here getting the new MacBooks, the new this, the new that. Oh, let me get this pencil. I'm like, you, you don't need that. <laughs> you don't need that. What about the AirPod? It won't stick in your ears. You have big ears, bro. <laughs> like, it's all plastic. It falls out of your ears. You so much should, like, shake your head, and there it goes. And then, of course, if you don't have an Apple, so the, their AirPod was 300 bucks in Canada. Mm. The Apple product care thingy for it was 150. So you essentially like <laughs> that's rent money right here, bro, <laughs> for a thing that's gonna there's gonna be a new one next year. You know what I yeah. mean? I got tired of these people always trying to get the new shit. All the while they come out every year, and not even every year. If you buy it, if you couldn't afford to buy it when it came out, and you finally do get it in February, by September a new one comes out. Mm. You know what I mean? Re- like leaving you behind. And if you feel like, oh man, I can't update my phone, because that's the whole point. They want you to get the new stuff. And I noticed that. You know what I mean? You're like, you're sitting there going, they want you to get the new shit, bro. Mm. And they make it so that your iPhones can't update no more. Or like, <laughs> oh, this update, you read the update, it's like, oh, this entire thing is for the iPhone 10 or whatever. You're like, I have iPhone 6. This is not for me. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or it's like 700 megabytes. You got, I got no space. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, I, I left that behind. But all the while that was happening, North America was weighing on me. I didn't, I didn't understand what it meant to be a man. I didn't understand what it meant to be an adult. I didn't understand what it meant to be in a relationship. There's a lot of things I didn't know. In North America, if you're not ready for what it has to offer, you, you'll you find yourself depressed. You know what I mean? You'll find yourself in and out of jobs and in and out of nine to fives. And at some point, I worked at a warehouse, and, and I saw these old men and women. They were like doctors in their countries, but they came to Canada, and they couldn't get a job based on what they used to do in, in their country. Mm. So they were, stuck, they were stuck working at a warehouse. I'm like, I can't. I got a chance, you know what I mean? I can do something with my life still. Not that I'm better than you, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be 55 years old lifting boxes or 55 years old or 65 years old can't even retire yet because I barely, I, I've been working just to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So around all this time that was happening, my girl at the time, which is from the first one, mm-hmm. I started, I was just home a lot. I didn't have a job. She was pretty much like, it was all on her shoulder. And, um, and I, you know, I felt bad, you know, a man's supposed to work and there's, there she is working nine to fives and doing all these crazy things. And I started to feel like the world was craving on me, you know, and I say first world problem is because my parents, they came here old as shit and they couldn't do what they used to do back in Haiti. So they had to like do what North America requires of them Mm. and they don't complain. My mom been operated so many times because it's free, right? Canada, but she goes to work in three months. They told her, oh, you should rest for six months. Three months, she's gone to work. She's like, I can't stay home. My body hurts because I'm home all the time. And she goes to work in pain. She does it. My dad recently got his throat, something in his throat removed. He can't wait to go back to work. You know what I mean? We so much as get a cold, we call in sick. You know what I mean? So the, the different generations, different mindset, and and the world just feels a lot heavier when, when you're surrounded by culture. And culture is great, but at the same time, culture is... It's bad, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many, like, things that don't apply to now, you know what I mean? Like, my parents trying to get me to have kids. I'm like, Mom, that's not how that works, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, my mama, like, I'm 30, I'm about to be 30 soon, but I'm half my father's age. My mom is three years older than my dad, but I'm half my father's age. My father already had me by 30. My father mm-hmm. already was a man, established. People know him by his name, you know what I mean? He had his own business. Guy was a man. He wore suit and tie. I emulate my dad now with the swag of 2020, but um, <laughs> but uh, the whole shirt and tie thing, that was my dad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The whole Ma- Malcolm X out attire, that was my dad. 
And now he's in North America. Now what he does, he works at a hospital doing hospital shit. And not even like the doctor level, just like the cleaning stuff level. You know what I mean? Like walking around with old people. He's age. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. people that are slightly older than him. And he's coming home saying, oh, so-and-so's dead. And you can see it in his face. Like, yeah, old people die, man. You know what I mean? Damn. And dealing with that on a regular basis. And then mm-hmm. you just go to work the next day like it's nothing. You know what I mean? Whereas like here, you're looking at a resume, <laughs> sitting there going, I can't get this job. I can't do it. But overall this art style in general came from having staying home a lot. So I had nothing to do. I was broke. I was essentially on welfare at that point. You know what I mean? My girl was pretty much doing working. So I was home and I would spend hours trying to come up with, and that's after years of not drawing at all. Mm. I couldn't do what I used to do because I've evolved past it. Because before I used to just draw titties and like <laughs> beautiful stuff, right? Like just tattoos. I used to be a tattoo artist at some point. Oh wow! Because, because I thought, yeah, cool. I'm an artist. I should be a tattoo artist. Mm. And then, um, and I did a lot of cool artwork, but they were just cool artwork. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you look at it and go, That's there was cool. no substance was behind no sub- it. Yeah, it was all flash, but no substance, right? Yeah. So I didn't need to. And then after years of not drawing, substance was what I had. Right, so each of these pieces represents a point in my life. The first one I did was a self portrait of myself. It's way too big. It's that Rastorm right now. I figure I can only bring two of them anyway. So um, that's the one I first started at. So I got a mirror. I looked at myself, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna create a new art style. Not like new in general, because there's nothing new in this world. Like there's nothing new in the sun. Don't 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 feel that creative, but a new one for myself. So I started sketching. I was like, I can sketch already. I don't want to sketch myself. I started doing like finger painting. I was like, I I can do that already. And everything I tried that I could already do, I'm like, I want something new entirely. Mm. And then I remember when I was a tattoo artist for... (laughs) six months uh, <laughs> i couldn't do it anymore man six I, months is like a trend uh, with yeah you. yeah because dude because six months into a company you, you start to realize at first it was a cool idea because mm. sure i'm an artist but like that 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 doesn't mean you should do it though you know yeah. what i mean that, that like just because all your friends are smoking don't mean you should you know what i mean just yeah. because everyone's jumping off the bridge i mean you should. You <laughs> yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah and, and that was me for the longest i was jumping off the bridge because that's what everybody was doing uh, and that's because that's the new york mindset right yeah so I've, I've lived my whole life in in the states and 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 if you know if you must know anything if if you must if you must think of every country as oh italy well italy's italy france is france and whatever you think of france America is television. Like, America's gift to the rest of the world. It's ingenuity that propagated itself throughout everything. It's fingers and everything is television. Mm. So what is television? You sit down and you emulate everything you see. That's what I did. That's what everybody did. We all grew up in Dragon Ball Z. We all grew up with Supercats or Thundercats. We all grew up with Powerpuff Girls and all these things. So we just emulated that as artists, right? Or at the very least, if you're into fashion, <laughs> there's a lot of fashion shows. You know, there's all these things. Every channel is there for someone, you know? Like, you may flip a channel, like, people watch this shit? People watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I call my mom watch, like, weird stuff. I'm sitting there going, you you wasting your life. But you old. You do whatever you want, man. <laughs> but, uh, but overall, I, I was just following trends because that's what that was my life. Mm. It wasn't until I chose to come to Canada. No, chose to come to Halifax, which, by the way, it wasn't even supposed to be Halifax. I came here in the hopes of being closer to the ocean, mainly because there's there's an intrinsic thing about being in the ocean, by the ocean. People that live by the ocean are so chill, man. True. Because you get to see the waves go back and forth, the tides rise and fall. And, and, and I wanted that for myself because I grew up on the ocean. I was born in Haiti. Haiti is what? A tiny little island surrounded by water. 
know what I mean? The ocean was right there, like Sundays, man, when my dad was like, all right, y'all are annoying, let's go to the beach, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, he just took us all to church. Everybody would go to the beach, and it would just be like a family thing. We'd eat coconuts from the trees, mm. you know what I mean? We'd bring bar, like we would just cook out on the beach, and that was just life, because it was just for us, yeah. right? I wanted that again as a grown man because I haven't been on the ocean forever. Yeah, technically speaking, New York is in the ocean, but no, it ain't. It's, di- <laughs> it's dirty water, shit water. You know what I mean? You're just looking at that word. You know, like, someone told me about uh, that. I'm like, <laughs> yo, yo, you, like Statue of Liberty, the water between that and New York, it's just dirty water, man. <laughs> you try to swim to the Statue of Liberty. Oh, it's freedom now. Nah, you going drunk into the Statue of Liberty because it's just, just boats and oil being dumped into the it, nah it's all gross water man I wanted real water real ocean mm. I lived in Montreal oh it's surrounded by water no it ain't it's surrounded by ice you know what I mean <laughs> just ice on all corners man it's just Montreal is cold bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? like right now I was I was like I spent like this November and December with my dad cause it was his birthday and the family too Man, I was like, I want to go back to Halifax. This is this is this is fucking cold. I'm just sitting cold. I'm cold. Yeah. I came with. I went with this. This is fun here. But over there, you gotta like people just look like Michelin men. You know what I mean? Just walk around layered. They have like 65 infinity scarves. They got Doc Martens and, <laughs> and 50 socks on them and Grey Goose. Everyone got Grey Goose, man. You trying to catch the train? Everybody got Grey Goose <laughs> or North Face, like North Face or Grey Goose. And I'm mm. like, I ain't about that life, man. But um, but overall, I, I I came with this art style because it allowed me to sit in my own emotions because these dots takes hours, man. Trying to get one dot next to another and trying to give it volume and shape and then give it like a depth and all that stuff. And this was the last piece I did was, was the day I did this was the day I bought a, a, a train ticket to Halifax. Mm-hmm. But the point is a train ticket that has a second ticket attached to it. It's a maritime bus that was going to take me to Sydney, Cape Britain, mm-hmm. which is like on the ocean, which was what I wanted. So when I got to Halifax, my cab driver was all like, where can I take you? I was like, I don't know anything about here. Do you know any hotels? We went to like three different hotels, way too expensive per the night. I was like, I'll take you to Commons Inn um, on Agricola. And then um, he took me there. And then it was like, all right, what are you up to tomorrow? I was like, oh, I have a ticket that's going to take me to um, Cape Britain and Sydney. He was all like, young man, just stay in Halifax. I was like, oh, shit, I'm in Halifax? It was like, <laughs> this is Halifax. This is the last station for the train. You're in Halifax. And I was like, oh, I thought the train would like kind of like, oh, I have to like walk to Halifax. I was like, nope, this is Halifax. Just stay, figure it out. And I've been here for a year now. Mm. And 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 I've given up this art style because it was what what I needed to do to sit in my emotion and sit on 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 the bullshit that I was going through and all these things that that they're spurring in my heart mm. inside of me. And then now I do watercolor now. You know what I mean? Now, <laughs> now I use colors now, and and I like that because I feel like I'm growing as an artist. More so than than I'm just drawing cool shit for the hell of drawing cool shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Now I feel like I'm growing, and it's and and it's growing by collaborations. You know what I mean? You see what somebody does, you go, man, I can't do what you do, but your method, I can apply that to my to my art. You know what I mean? And I respect every artist and what they do. I'm not trying to emulate anyone. I don't think I'm better than anybody else. Trust me. As much as people say you're an amazing artist, it's just flattery to me. It doesn't do. It doesn't make my head big. You know what I mean? To me, it's all just words I've heard before. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything to me because to me, my art is about growth. Mm. When I grow past an art, I, I can't do it no more. I can't. I, I've, I've applied some of some stippling into my current work as it is, but even that, it just it it doesn't mesh well with who I am now. Right now, I'm very, like, fluid. I'm gender fluid now, you know what I mean? I, I go in and out of, like, feeling this way, feeling that way. And, and, and watercolor gets it done, man. Watercolor, it dries real fast. You're done. Get it done. 
post it, done. Move. Sometimes there's a lot of things I don't even post because some of those things are just for me, right? Sometimes I have a cool idea. I sketch it. I like it, but it doesn't. I don't finish it. It's just like, all right, cool. I got it out of my chest. You know what I mean? So what is the process then like of creating these things? Like, Do you see the end product before you start? Or? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, man. All right. So if, if, for example, I'm in an audience and someone's on stage spitting rhymes, man, and then I can, once I'm in tune with, there's some people that go on stage and I'm all like, yeah, you're fake. You know what I mean? Because I don't feel you, bro. Like, yeah, you got some cool rhymes, but that shit don't, that shit don't hate me at all. You know what I mean? Mm. However, when you real, when I look at you mm. I, and I see you on stage, because growing up in Haiti, we had church and church was life. And when your preacher's on stage and he's doing that hallelujah thing, Sometimes, man, you, you feel it. You, you you see that old lady losing it. You go, ha, 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 she's losing. She's got the Holy Ghost. But, man, when your mama goes on stage, because mama was in the choir, right? When she goes on stage and starts singing, wait in the water, you just sitting there going, whoo, you want to <laughs> dance. And the music is playing, and everyone is just dancing for 30 minutes straight. Yeah. You feel it. And that's that, to me, if I don't if I don't get that from someone on stage, I don't feel what you're saying. I don't think it's real. Mm. It, may, it may be true to you, but it ain't true to me. Because everyone got their own truth, right? And sometimes your truth don't line up with my truth. But if I feel you, I can distill your craft. You know what I mean? I can distill what you do into my work. Mm-hmm. It allows me to have a, 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 a different perspective on what it is that I want to draw. If I go home right now and try to force myself to draw something, it'll, it'll look good. But I won't like it. Because it would just be like cool shit that are just like on a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is going to look cool. And then you end up having a convoluted piece. Whereas if I listen to someone or I participate in an event and then there's some musicians that play, it makes me feel a type of way. I can already see what it is I'm going to draw. I can I already see it. All I have to do is actually stop doing any of this, take the time and actually do it. How long does it take, though? To... 12, 16, 24 hours sometimes. I don't sleep, so there are times I've, I don't even realize that I haven't eaten, that I haven't slept, because once something is inside of me, it's got to go. You know, uh... I got I to gotta finish it. And if I stop because I got to go do something, like, it, it just, it just that piece becomes, like, I, I'm no longer feeling it anymore. Mm. So it's just a sketch that I can't finish because I have these new feelings now, these new, these new experiences that like opened my eyes. So looking back at it, I was like, I didn't get to finish you. I can't finish you no more. Right. Some, some I sketch along the way and they're just exercise. If anything, some people are like, Oh wow, this is amazing. I can't wait for you to post it online. I was like, this ain't going to be posted online. This is just a sketch that I could have finished, but I didn't. And now I'm, I'm over it now. You know what I mean? I'm over that feeling. It's, it's like, but when I do, do get down to it, 16 hours at least you know what i mean like straight straight bre- what straight straight. <laughs> straight. <laughs> so uh, uh, we're talking about this is this like a um is this this piece is there like in a series or yes is- it was part of a series called dear depression oh wow yeah like the first one right here uh i don't know if you could see it but um it's 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 essentially um a, a guy covering his head with a hoodie but like you know just a guy covering his head with a hoodie but the hoodie represents the fact that you don't get to see the guy where the cracks represents his mind, right? All these things, all these insecurities, all these, um, cause like I got to live, I got to spend a lot of time with my, I got to spend a lot of time away from my family because I was in the States for so long and they were still in Haiti mm. and I got to reconnect with them like 10 years later. Right. So reliving with my parents, I had to learn to love my mother all the while realizing all of her bullshit are also all of my bullshit. You know what I mean? There's a lot about my mom that I hate 
but that's because, man, I'm just like my mama. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's a lot of things I hate about my dad, but I'm just like my daddy. You know what mm. I mean? But learning to love them again, learning to understand who they are as an adult, don't see them as their, your parents telling you what to do, but rather seeing them as someone who really wants the best for you. Mm-hmm. Reshape my mentality. But at the same time, I still have my own insecurities. I didn't know what it meant to be a man for the longest. I didn't have a daddy. You know what I mean? It was my aunt that was my mom. My dad, my mom, my aunt was my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. Her husband didn't have to do shit with me. You know what I mean? It was all like, all right, he's home, whatever. So growing up, I didn't know what it meant to be a man until this day I'm figuring out day by day. But all those crack represents all of the things that people don't get to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you see me, oh, handsome black guy, chiseled, smooth, smooth, smooth. But nah, right? There's a lot about me you just don't know. I'm more than just that cool guy you think I am. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things under the surface. So that was that first piece. This piece right here with the with the hugging, the 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 blackness people. I, I hate when people describe my work because I'm more like, that's not what I was trying to go for. <laughs> <laughs> I've had people go, oh my God, this one gives me, I'm more like, shut up. That <laughs> 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 ain't what I was going for. <laughs> but But this piece right here represents embracing who you are all of the good and all of the bad you know what i mean and then and then the, the spider webs essentially means we're stuck in this together you and me me and myself we're stuck man like until i die i'm gonna be me and i have to appreciate who i am and i have to learn to appreciate what my culture is what my parents are all about and what what, what it means to be black what it means to be alive essentially you know what i mean what it means to be alive isn't just beautiful you know what i mean like we we, we imagine life as oh man we want to have this porsche you don't know what this motherfucker had to do to get that porsche <clears throat> or uh, now that he has that porsche you don't know what his life is like you know what i mean like i've seen people with massive homes i've been invited to like crazy homes before crazy house parties but then at what cost what did it cost him not just the money but like is he in love like his like is, is the people are actually in love or they're just together because they're just together yeah, you got a nice car, but like, you know what I mean? Mm. So all these things, I learned to appreciate my life. I learned to appreciate my shortcomings. I learned to appreciate everything that I don't have yet mm-hmm. or don't have at all. And then I'm like, maybe I don't need those things. Mm. Like when I was young, I couldn't wait to have these things. It never did. And then, and then I'm okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like ever, like your parents, you know, they can't, they can't feed you these crazy food. These white people are eating. Mm. But what they fed you was what you needed. And I learned to appreciate that. And all the all those things were things I learned along the way while drawing my art, just sitting in my own emotions. And that's one thing we don't do, especially black people. People in general, but black people in general, we don't talk about how we feeling. Man, dude, my, I can't bring this up to my mama. She's like, boy, please, you're not <laughs> depressed. You don't ever say you're depressed. I'm like, mom, it's not about being depressed or not being depressed. I just want to talk. Like, mm. can we talk? Like, we don't talk about bad things. We always want to be funny we always want to just sweep things under the rug you know what i mean it's in my culture man we sweep so much under the rug we don't talk about what's wrong oh why don't we talk? we have to keep it in the house in yeah the, in, in this the house wall. yeah in everything stays in here yeah yeah and then church of course you go to you go to church man everybody looks like they're wearing their best suits and everyone's fancy but i know you broke we ain't hear you bro nobody got money son <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. but also appreciating yourself, your culture, your people, seeing the good, seeing the bad, seeing it as it is, not through nostalgic goggles, mm-hmm. and then just go, hey, it is what it is. I love it anyway. You know what I mean? The good and the bad. And that's that piece right there. Yeah. And um, 
I think we uh, should have slowed down and wrap it up a bit, right? <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll wrap it up with this piece right here. This piece pretty much represents, um, I, I was there when these dancers were doing their dance. Here's a photo of them actually. And um, But what I liked about this piece with, with these dancers were um, one of them was like rigid and the other one was very fluid. Oh. So it kind of, it, it, so I, I wanted to draw that mainly because the rigidness of who we are as a people we're stuck in our ways. Like, there's a lot of bad habits that... This is it just is how it is. It, is. it yeah. is. Like, bad habits die hard, but they don't need to die. It just is... Don't get me wrong. Know your bullshit and fix it. Mm. Like, you know, like, get a grip of who you are. <laughs> you know, like, my mama used to always say, white people looking. You know, <laughs> fix your shirt. White people looking. You know what I mean? Or people looking. Fix your shirt. Essentially that. But at the same time, there's a lot of things about you that are just... that. That's just who you are. You know mm. what I mean? But you must also be fluid. You must also be willing to change. And I'm all about change. I came here. I don't know anybody here. My mom was like, okay, give me your number of all of your friends. I'm like, I'm not doing that, mom. <laughs> <laughs> What's your girlfriend's phone number? I should, I'm like, you're not calling my girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is for me. This is my own experience. I'm going to experience this alone. Mm. And if I fail, I fail. At least I tried. You know yeah. what I mean? At least I left everything behind to try something else. And that's why I came here for. I came to Halifax. <laughs> Cape Breton, but now Halifax. <laughs> Never been out there, by the way. Um, yeah, me neither. Everyone yeah. says it looks good in fall, but yeah, I don't, I don't wait until fall to go somewhere, <laughs> and then you show up and there's everybody there, like, oh, yeah, it's good in fall. It's a, it's a tourist attraction. I don't want to be a tourist. I want to be a, a, a magnet of experience. You know, mm. wherever I go, I I give and I take. Right, I give you laughter. I give you my experience, and I take some of your experience, and mm. I just. I believe art is all about sharing and art doesn't have to be paintings. It could literally be podcast. People have a voice for that. You know what I mean? Radio. People have a voice for that. You know what I mean? Some people, that's what they do. Art could literally be your craft. You hang out with someone that does something with passion. Mm -hmm. You see it in their eyes. You go home, you implement that to your work. Then it looks real mm -hmm. and you, you, you feel good about it, but they never get too big. Right. Always stay humble. And I'm all about that. It's all about staying humble. Like, that's why I go to all these events is because thank you for coming to mine. I'll come to yours because thank you. And um, that's just my mindset in general. Art is all about sharing. You have to share it. I hate people that think, oh, I'm an artist. I'm this. This is my, what, this yeah, is I what I do. Yeah, I can Dude, that's what I love about that 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 circle. Like, I talk to all these other artists and be like, we're going to collaborate. Mm. I'm tired of talking about it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And I like that because... We should do it, especially as black artists. You know what I mean? Mm. We're in Nova Scotia. All these people, they get together. They 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 fund projects, and they they they're having so much money being thrown around. And we're not we're doing our own thing still. You know what I mean? We are, oh, this is my clout. Like no, bro, share the wealth, man. And the wealth is your knowledge. What do you bring, and what do I bring? Let's make it work. Let's mm. just be. Let's not be divided like everybody else is. Oh, Drake and this and Biggie that and the West Coast and East Coast. None of that shit matters, man. <laughs> like, like East, I, used, I grew up on the East Coast, West Coast rap beef thing. And I hated it because mm. it's all the same shit. Like, <laughs> just, just, just all making the same music. <laughs> okay, so I wanna I wanna end it with this question. Now. Yeah. So now with like the experience you've had so far and you're you're evolving with your art, what is something that you you if you could go to the past and tell yourself from 10, 20 years ago, what right. would you say? I would just say keep doing what you're doing because what I know now would be missed. I would miss it if I was 12. I would miss it if I was 18. Like, like I wish my girl, I knew her now. 
not when I was a fucking boy. You know what I mean? Because she was a woman, like she was 30 something years old and I was a fucking 26 or whatever. Like I was still a fucking boy, right? And and I needed to be that boy. I needed to have that experience in that relationship. I needed to be in Montreal when I needed to be in Montreal so that when I'm here now, I'm at that mindset in which I understand this. Mm. You know what I mean? So the idea of going back in time to tell yourself something, it sounds cool. Like, I, 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 people always say, oh, I would tell myself this. Nah, I would just be like, I'll go back in time, look at myself, shake my head, I'm like, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> because I know where I'm at now, but yeah. I will keep myself in the past, keep doing that. Even if I, even if I know this is the day I failed at this, mm. I needed to fail at this so I can be where I am today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I needed to lose this job or get kicked out of this apartment or all of these things need to happen in order for it to open my eyes now as a man. You know what I mean? Because telling you, trying to, trying to help yourself stay from, stay away from, from the hole, you're doing yourself a disservice. Because every experience led you to where you are now. Every experience led me to where I am now. And, 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 and the funny thing is, all these things are new to me. All of it. And it's new to me because I've been stuck for so long that this is new to me. You know what I mean? Like, I remember, um, I'm telling this to, to my dad. My dad's like, uh-huh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Because he's a grown-ass man, right? He's been to it. He's traveled the world already. He's been to France. He's, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, okay, okay, whatever. But to, <laughs> but, um, to me, it's, like, new, you know? Like, and, 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 and it makes sense to me now. Mm. Therefore, if I was at a podcast at 18 years old, I wouldn't understand the value of it. I wouldn't understand this is going out and people listening to it and it means something to them. They're probably cooking or, you know, like washing the dishes and this is playing in the background for them because they they subscribe to the podcast. But at the same time, when I was 18, what would I be doing? Like, I was stupid when I was 18. <laughs> I was an idiot when I was 18. I thought I knew the world. I thought I knew yeah. everything. And now I know I don't know anything. And all you can do now, all I can do now is taking it one day at a time and being less wrong each time. Mm. You know what I mean? I will never be right. Like, my mom and dad, I love them, but, man, they think they're right. And my mom, you, you still don't know how to use Facebook. Be humble. <laughs> be humble. Be humble. There's, a, there's something you know. I, I love the fact that my mom is aware of the fact that she doesn't know how to use the internet because, man, she thinks she's always right. And the funny thing is, old people, what they know, even when they're wrong, they're right. Mm. That's just how it is. That's how I was raised. Like, even when they're wrong, they're right because... They're, everything they say is in your best interest. They don't want you to hang out with these people or do these drugs or whatever, right? or drugs in general. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back in time and tell myself to stay away from this crowd or stop doing this or anything like that. If anything, feeling stuck for as long as I've had got me to feel like I need to change my life. If I was, if I went back in time when I was 26 years old and told myself, "Hey, do these and you will be okay." then I wouldn't be in Halifax. I wouldn't be in this podcast, right? I would just be fine. I'd be like, oh, this is what I should have been doing in Montreal. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then I'm doing that here. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and and yeah. it allows me to understand. And now everything to me feels more real. Like every dinner, every every dinner that I've been invited to, every every drink that's been purchased for me, every, every interaction that I've had with people feels more real because I'm at the mindset now where I understand. And not even for now there's a lot of things that I've experienced so far that I'm like, that's, I'm not ready for that. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm not ready for it. But the time will come when I'll sit down and and then I'll have a eureka moment and go, Makes sense, that's yeah. why I went through that. You know what I mean? And 
that concludes that. Wow, <laughs> Kiki, thanks so much for calling the podcast. I think we have to have a part two because now you're doing watercolor, so we'll have to see those watercolor yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. For thanks sure. so much. For sure, it was my pleasure being here. Thank you for inviting me. I brought some sweets, but we didn't even get to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we don't win the camera is off. Yeah. All right, thanks, my brother. This is the Blackout Podcast. Thanks for listening.